This is The Back Pass, a podcast for sports nerds by sports nerds. This episode on The Back Pass, we look at what if, what if the 2007 T20 World Cup was won by Pakistan? So here we go. Final over of the T20 World Cup. It comes down to, comes down to Mizbah ul Haq and Joginder Sharma with the ball. 13 needed of six balls. And the first ball is a wide. The second ball, Mizbah hits it for six. Six runs needed. There's a dot ball. Six more still needed from four. And then Mizbah goes for a scoop shot. It goes up. Shrishak looking like he's coming under it. Oh, the ball keeps going. It keeps going. And it doesn't stop. It's six runs. It's all over. Pakistan are T20 world champions. They've defeated India in the World Cup final. Their first ever World Cup final win against India. This is huge. Big celebrations. There is... Mass, mass hysteria in Pakistan. There's a great depression in India. And here we'll bring in Shivan, Kevin and Sid. Lads, what has just happened? Not something I really want to picture. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, what has happened is a lot of um, players are now being labeled as anti-nationals. They lost a game against Pakistan. There is some conspiracy going on behind the scenes. Shreesant should have done better. You know, <laughs> it all links to match fixing. We all knew it. He was, you know, he was a culprit from way back in the final. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Juginda Sharma, what did Dhoni go to him? One of the worst captains yeah. ever for India. Who decided he should be the captain? He, he should nothing. never have been named captain. He should never have been named captain. <laughs> Why didn't we pick the seniors? You know? Yeah. A lot of uh, post-mortem would have gone on. That's what's going on right now. And you would think that. And if you even just broke it down, like the, the, it was a big moment. It would have been a big moment regardless of any kind of World Cup match. But in a World Cup final, T20 World Cup final, there's some interesting players on the pitch for both teams. But there is also a lot of players on the Indian side that definitely grew in stature. You know, the likes of RP Singh in that, uh, World Cup final, Kevin? Yeah. RP Singh, um, Shreetan's uh, catching skills, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, you say catching skills, Kevin? You mean catching just the ball catching or match fixing catching <laughs> as well? <laughs> I think that's where it all started. Oh, yeah, After he realized that he could have so much influence over the game, he was like, okay, yeah. well, let's try and make some money off T20. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, RP Singh, that that over, it, it kind of reminds me of Stephen Bradbury, where if you're there at the end, and you know you just do enough, chances are you're going to get that gold medal, and that's what RP Singh sort of did. Um, <laughs> whereas you compare it to you know Gautam Gambhir, who wasn't picked in that one day. World Cup for whatever reason. We still don't know to this very day. I don't think there's been any justification. Uh, 
he's 75. Not like the BCCI to do anything like that. No. <laughs> yeah, they're very fair people. Very fair people. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Very fair. But it, it changed Indian cricket for the for the you know following twenty years. It made MS Dhoni a uh, you know a a poster child for the new age of Indian cricket. And on the flip side, the Pakistan, you know, if they had gone on to win, and you know, would would Shahid Afridi have been kind of been looked at as as such a wildcat as he was? Would there be more love for him in the cricketing world? Well, he would still be 16, that's for sure, if they won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, that's one thing they could never, they never achieved until the last T20 World Cup when they beat India. When I say the last, not the last in Melbourne, but the one prior to it. Um, so beating India in a final would have been immense for Pakistan, uh, given the fact they lost a game which they should have won in the in the league stage. Um, so if they beat India in the final, that would have been a sweet revenge for them and also that they've beaten India for the first time in the World Cup. Um, mm. Embarrassing from an Indian perspective uh, because obviously they would have kept rubbing the whole thing in for so many years like they're still doing the Champions Trophy since 2017. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it just like a lot of, you know, Indian players grew in stature post that 2007 World Cup. It would have done the same thing for a lot of Pakistan players as well, especially likes of Misbah, Umar Gul, um, you know, anyone who actually played a supporting role in that final. Well, Umar, Umar Gul actually had a really important role in that final. He he took, yeah. what, four wickets? Three wickets? Something like that. Three, three for 28 yeah, or something wickets. like that, yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember Umar Gul was one of the most feared bowlers at that time. Yeah. Like he was doing things with the ball which nobody else could. Yeah. yeah. To a very good extent. I mean, Shahid Afridi wasn't really that. I didn't think he took a wicket in that World Cup final at all. I think he. he, he, he uh, uh, yeah, game. I don't think he played. I don't think he played an important role in the final. You, you're spot on on that. Mm. He was. He was about, and he went in and out of the final pretty quickly. <laughs> Typical Shahid Afridi. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, one hundred percent agree. Like Umar Gal is a is a. Is, would have been a poster child of um, Pakistan T Twenty success from that point going forward, without a doubt. Mm. Um, I'd have to add that uh, Shai Afridi was one of the few men caught by Shrishant. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, first ball duck. <laughs> yeah, I think he tried to slog the ball or something like that, and yeah. like, like nothing new for him. But yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing new for new. him. Totally within character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was 16 at the time, so you can't blame him for, you know, yeah. playing such a rare yeah. shot. Af- Afridi was named player of the series for uh, for the 2007 World Cup, though. So he was he was good up until that final. But <laughs> After that, age started, ca- started catching up on him? To his credit, though, he did actually <laughs> play an important role in the next World Cup for Pakistan. He actually... Yeah. Performed well in the 2009 edition. In- oh, you, you probably underestimated underestimated Shishan's catching ability. Yeah, like, yeah. This is never going to get caught. Well, so did, <laughs> let's be fair. So did Hall of India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think even the Indian cricket team, the, his teammates, you know, underestimated his catching ability in that game. <laughs> but yeah. you had Imran Nazir as well for Pakistan, 33 of 14. 
you know, he kind of really got them going, got them uh, kind of up, but run out by Utapa, Robin Utapa, who went, who stuck around. He played a lot. He still managed to get a lot of cricket in into his career. Mm. He played a lot of T20. Yeah, he almost a T20 specialist. Otapa was, you know, after Yuvraj or even Sehwag for that matter. I think he was one of the most cleanest hitters of the ball. Uh, he's a Sanju Samson from that time, you know, who <laughs> <laughs> who could never sort of, you know, play to his full potential. He never got to the point where he would be taken seriously and be a regular member of the Indian team. Like, I mean, some of Indispensable his... Indispensable to Yeah, team, some yeah. of his hitting I've seen in Australia against Brett Lee. There was a straight six to Brett Lee. I think it was in Gabba, if I remember correctly. Mm. It was a beautiful strike. But he just just never justified his talent. He won a game in England against England as well. I, I have a soft spot for Robin Uttapa because he's he's probably the first... He's the first genuine Keralite player in the Indian cricket team, in the Indian setup, that um, someone from my age group would would actually be able to follow. Those, those probably previous, and would actually, from a from a you know character standpoint, he would be somebody that you know you could say, oh, look up to. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you know you compare him to Sri Santh, and you know later on we realized that he's he you know he had the the bout with epilepsy, and that was a weight problem for him, which mm. you know comparatively. Um, had it had an impact on his career, so th- there are there are mitigating factors involved with Robin mm. Thapa. Yeah, yeah. And he was and, still playing uh, IPL not so long ago. I think he just yeah, played, he the played last until season. last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. think he's made um quite a lot of money in the IPL. From memory. he's done well. He's done, he's well. done yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to the IPL soon as well. But uh, some of the other standout performers, obviously, you know, the Patan brothers, Yusuf Patan uh, and Irfan Patan. He bowled so well uh, for India. Gautam Gambhir, 75. He resurrected his career there, Shivank. Well, I don't know if resurrected is the right word. I mean, no matter how good you play, you still can't do anything about the selectors if they don't want you in the team. But yeah, that did feel like a breakaway tournament for him. In, uh, in some sorts, he was in and out of the test team without any explanation, wasn't really able to get into the one-day team, although the one-day team was a bit of a hard hard objective at that time anyway. When you consider that, Sevag, Lakshman, Ganguly, Dravid, these guys were still playing and in their pomp, or just about the tail end of their pomp. So getting into the ODI lineup might have been difficult. But yeah, um, his score in this tournament basically allowed him to build upon for at least the next four years and that led to that magical innings at the Vankhede in 2011. So, yeah. Shivank, that's a really interesting point about the those Indian batsmen from, what's it, early 2000s. Uh, yeah. The dominance of Tendulkar, Lakshman, Dravid, et cetera, et cetera. I think yeah. this T20 victory, these, these, the 2007 T20 final, spoke in a different way to the broader uh, Indian cricketing supporting public. It, it pushed yeah. a hu- new level of talent out there to say that, you know, hey, we don't really need to play Lakshman in all formats of cricket. You could, you know, put in somebody like Gautam Gambier and, you know, yeah. Emma Stoney is, can lead a new generation of players. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about the wider impact of that tournament, it actually showed the Indian audience a future without, you know, Ganguly, Dravid, Tendulkar, Lakshman, all of these guys. Mm. It showed the team that, you know, there's a shorter format of the game, which we might actually do well in. It genuinely established Dhoni as a reasonable captain. Um, yeah. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this was his first major tournament as captain. It I was. don't recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't recall. Was. Him being the captain in the ODI World Cup earlier the earlier in the year in the Caribbean, which let's not talk about. <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was a particular great Indian batsman who was uh, captain of the <laughs> the two thousand seven ODI team. Yeah, one of the other standouts as well, and the future Indian captain in this lineup, batting at number seven, was Rohit Sharma, young Rohit Sharma. Mm. Who got he must have been, what, 17 or 18 at the time? He would have been, yeah, I think he would have been like about that 19 or something mark, uh, fresh out of the under-19 World Cup. Yeah. Trim. 30 trim is of, the word. <laughs> Very trim. Hungry, you mean. Hungry, hungry. yes. Hungry. Yes. yes. Boy, that hunger stayed strong <laughs> after all these years. And he was, he was, he's been tested six times for d- doping. I'm like, <laughs> you look at his physique, man. Does he look like doing drugs? Seriously, like man, it's the butter powers, nothing else. It's, 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 dope. It's, nothing. it's just the butter powers. Yeah, he got he got thirty of sixteen, which is which is a fair crack. Thirty not out of sixteen balls, and that really yeah. got India to that total. Uh, and that's the thing. You look at that scorecard; it's an interesting one. One fifty-seven, of which almost fifty percent runs scored by Gautam Gambhir, right? Mm. And then thirty from Rohit Sharma. So it's almost like yeah. 60-70% runs per scored by two people. And India still sort of managed to win the game. Yep. I had a belief back then that Gautam Gumbi should have been the captain of India with his aggression that he had. He should have never been dropped mm. from any format for a number of years. Mm. Uh, he may have been, he, he would have been a stupid captain. I don't know. I'm just thinking because the aggression he had, <laughs> that was missing in India back then. And the way we sort of yeah. got kicked out of the World Cup in 2007, they needed somebody who could who could actually, you know, uh, face the opposition, you know, take it to the opposition, which we seriously lacked at that time. Dravid was yeah. a great batsman, but he wasn't a great captain. Um, no. Yeah, so, but again, as it stands, he, Gautam Gumbi never got the credit for all his achievements for Indian cricket. Yeah. No, don't think he did. I mean, this is a what-if series, so we can talk about speculatives, but who's to say that if India had lost the 2007 World Cup, they might have cut short the Dhoni experiment as captain and handed it to Gautam Gambhir. Oh, definitely. definitely. Would have been? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I think yep. that's uh, right up BCCI's alley. Like they, they there, there's, a, there's a big chance, right? There's yeah. a big chance that Dhoni doesn't get the test in the ODI captaincy and it you know, it's, keeps staying away. Dhoni still wasn't test captain for a couple of years, I think, after. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't, took him a while. Wasn't there a lot of politics between with him and Yuvraj? I don't think there was anything between them, but the way that the BCCI looked at them as players, they kind of felt like they could only have one in the team at any given point in time. It's funny, if you watch the movie MS Dhoni, it goes back a long way. He was always awe-inspired by Yuvraj. You know, the way Yuvraj, because I, I have seen mm. Yuvraj in my, uh, you know, cricketing days in, in Chandigarh, 
like even when he came to the ground for practice, there was an aura about him. You know, he was he would had somebody you know come and pick up his kit. Um, <laughs> he was a spoiled brat, you know, and <laughs> he carried a persona which Dhoni never did. So, and I think if you talk to Yuvraj's dad today, he believed that Yuvraj's career was cut short because of Dhoni. He never got the credit in his later age, days because of Dhoni. Um, so he's not a big fan of him. And he's given a lot of incidents where, you know, Dhoni has ignored Yograj, Yuvraj's dad, on a number of occasions. Uh, so he says he's not the nice guy he pretends to be. He's got a different face to the, to the world and he's got a different face, you know, in his real life. So I, I don't know. I think there was something between him and Yuvraj where you're right. There was something. We, we, we never knew what it was. But either he was jealous of him or he thought he was a threat to him. Um, yeah, like, again, 2011 World Cup final. We all talk about Dhoni's innings. But I talk about Yuvraj's innings against Australia and the quarterfinal against, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. For yeah. me, that was the innings of the whole tournament. He he came he came through. That was probably one of the most clutch innings against a peak Australian side yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah, like yeah. we have to understand that that Australian cricket team was that was flush. That's yeah. based on experience, skill, momentum, everything. Um, and chasing two fifty, sixty, whatever the chase down was not easy on that pitch. Uh, the ball was reverse swinging, and uh, the way they actually. The way he played that innings, you're right. I think it was the best knock I have ever seen uh, under those circumstances. I have to do a slight digression here and just remind people that, yes, it was a thing that in ODI cricket, the ball did reverse (laughs) before the patriarchy established itself. Uh, Are you sure you remember this era, Shivank? Oh, I do. I do. You're old enough to remember it? Okay. No, he's been watching uh, replays. <laughs> exactly. Kevin's on the money here. We'll be watching the black and white documentaries of ODI yeah. cricket. The great yeah. Vasil uh-huh. called it called it once. He says it was actually ball tempering until the English learned it. And then it became reverse swing. Reverse <laughs> swing. Yeah. 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 An idea yeah. for T20 cricket. We need to get reverse swing in T20 cricket. Oh, that would be brilliant, man. That would be brilliant. Oh, yeah. Old yeah. balls. Old balls. Just, old just, balls yeah. just abandon new balls. No, just you should be. Balls. Or just... You just should like be able lacquer to, one side, just just heavy lacquer on one side. You should be able to carry oh. the ball from game to game, like especially in the IPL, right? They yeah. should be able to, like the team, the bowling team that bowled, or whichever, um, they should be able to take that ball and use it in the next game. And so you can develop like three games worth of reverse swing and then see how that works. Be <laughs> it's chasing like four. You don't want to be the third team, yeah. third team facing like the same ball. You're like, oh crap, it's going to, it's going to go from the start. It'll be like yeah. so 80 for anybody... nine at the end of 20 overs chasing 81. <laughs> so getting it back, getting it back on track. And let's talk about, let's talk about the, you know, obviously we spoke about the players and their legacies. That Indian cricket team that won didn't actually have a coach. So they were without a coach at the World Cup and the BCCI obviously thought it wasn't something that's important that they actually needed to name a coach for the team. So they had a manager, Lal Chand Rajput, who took them took them to the World Cup and managed the team, managed a young team. 
he, in fact, went on to have a big, big impact on world cricket, right? So obviously after that win, he his pro- his prominence, especially in T20, kind of grew. He went on and, you know, developed Afghan cricket. And, you know, he's kind of grown that Afghani cricket generation almost and upskilled in there where we've seen a lot more, a lot more, a lot more coming from Afghanistan. And we've seen them, you know, turn up last couple of T20 World Cups and actually pick up scalps and really compete hard. There's apparently, um, I heard this story before the World Cup, when India was kicked out of the World Cup, um, there was some sort of thing going on that they actually chose a very young team to go to the 2007 World Cup, the T20 World Cup there is. So if they lose, they can say, look, it was a young team. You know? It was just an experiment because it was T20, it was just for fun, you know, we were just trying different things. Until it actually came together and they won the World Cup, it's like, well, we had confidence in this team that they could achieve. <laughs> you know, team at glory. We backed Dodi. We, ba- yeah, we, we backed gave exactly. Him the players. Yeah. We, we gave him the players he wanted. Yeah, yeah. we, we backed him. We didn't even give you a coach. We just yeah. let you yeah. do what you wanted. We, we let Dodi be the coach. We really backed him. Exactly. Like, you coach the team. You yeah. captain the team. You go. Yeah. You go with it. Yeah, we'll have your support staff. Yeah, we had no so yeah. So this was an experiment. They sent a team. So if they get kicked out of the World Cup again, they'll say, Oh, look, it was just young. You know, we just wanted to try a few things for the future. But they won the World Cup. They're like, oh well, you know, let's take Ironically credit. that experiment that experiment worked again in twenty thirteen. Mm. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But that was a T twenty final anyways, which was supposed to be a fifty over game. Yeah. 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 So, so maybe that is what the BCCI should rinse and repeat every time there's a World Cup. Send a brand new team. Really? Like, we're just doing it for the lols. They don't need even, they don't even need a World Cup, you know? Like they can just random series like I don't know, the West Indian just, series. Just chuck a couple of youngsters in there. Like have nobody actually, over the age of thirty. I, I actually think they should just call like say the back pass and be like, Hey, can you name just just give us a name of twenty six man team <laughs> that can go to the next World Cup? And we'll just rattle off a team and they'll be like, ah, oh, that's a, yeah, okay, let's go with that. <laughs> Ali, I, we don't even need to be in the room. Between the 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 back pass, you know, computing skills, we can write pseudocode for them and oh, just, yeah. you know, or, or write a script that just pulls from ESP, um, you know, Crick Info, get the stats so we can just shortlist the, <laughs> the best under 25 players based on averages in Ranji and IPL, right? And yeah. Then, <laughs> then just build a team like that. Yeah. And then you can you can choose either, you know, Virat or if you really want to, Rohit or Ashwin as a captain. <laughs> Whatever your flavor. So we just moneyball it. Moneyball it, 100%. Yeah, we, yeah. we moneyball it and we have some hard logic in the system. Like if you ask for more than five over 30 players, it basically just gives you three and fudges <laughs> up a couple of birth certificates in the process. Yeah, on that note, how many, how many players of that Geba test were over 30? One. Rahane? Yeah. No. Pujara? Oh, yeah. Okay. Two. Yeah. Okay. Two. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rohit wasn't 30 then. Wait. Wait. No. Ro- Rohit Sharma is 36. Is he, he 36 or 32? 30. Yeah. Okay. 36. So three out of 11. That's not bad. That's fine. And that's the cutoff. That's it. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Three over 30. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm much more extreme. I think one. You have one over thirty year old in the Indian cricket team. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Until until they until they until they start winning, right? And then you keep yeah. the team, right? Okay. So how many in that on that case? So three is an extreme, and that's why I say how many of the players who played the first test as the Gabba test and never played again? Natarajan. Yeah. Yeah. Voshi? No, no Voshi played another test after that after against that. England. I didn't think he played that badly from memory. No, he was pretty good. Yeah. Like he just kept, why, he came and just started he, smacking straight away. Yeah, why yeah. was he never picked? Like, actually, that's a that's a good point. Like, we're missing Pant in, in, the, in the World Test Championship. Why didn't we pick Washington Sundar? Because he's a, he's a very similar type of player. No, Washington Sunday was a drop-in replacement for a certain Ravindra Jadeja who had done his ACL. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Really? I mean, that's that that's so, sort of linked with what if. What if we had the main team back then in the Gabba test? Well, Kohli was still captain. That's so true. I'm still going for it. Yeah, I'm still going for yeah. <laughs> See you at the Gabba turning out the way it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. But coming coming back to it, it's interesting. Like, I don't think we would have got Rashid Khan if... If that T20 series, that T20 World Cup, um, wasn't won by India, because that catapulted, you know, Rajput's career from that point onwards, yeah. right? And his impact, his, his influence impact. on yeah. Afghan, and yeah, the impact they had, and also, you know, we're looking at, I guess, it's something we'll, we'll kind of still build up and get into it as well. But what would have happened with Jeff Lawson's Pakistan career, like as, as coach? Oh, he would have been crowned prince. <laughs> they would have. They would have given him like somewhere around Kashmir. They would have given him like a block of land, and he would. Which, have, of course, India would have, have blocked that. This is not. This is. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, other thing, the ICL would not have started had India not won. So IPL started later, yeah. but ICL started before. You don't. Th- so yeah. you think you think they would have not even started. before that the ICL would have cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that the ICL wouldn't have started at all. Because so. because ICL's first season was 2007, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right after the World it was Cup. Soon after the World Cup, yeah. yeah. Do you think they would have canned it right before? Yeah, because they though India lost. They got on the wave straight away. They saw, oh, there's a there's a good positive thing about the the T20 competition. Let's get something started. They got Kapil Dev on board, and they got some other players on board. Obviously, they never paid them. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but then BCCI thought, hang on, there is a business model. Let's do something about mm. it. You know they got a lot and of- there's the you know the thirst of like T twenty seems real yeah and we we're now world champions why yeah. don't we cash in so what if Pakistan had won would BCCI have jumped on board would ICL have really I, been I, allowed to just do whatever they want to do I, I think I think the BCCI would have tried to kill T twenty cricket yes somehow yeah hundred percent hundred percent they they wouldn't want like uh, like they'll they'll try and make it as minimal as yeah. possible as the impact as on minimal yeah. as possible. You know how yeah. we were killing yeah. the DRS back then? We would have been killing uh, this competition as well, this this format as yeah. well. So India would have just started playing less and less T20s. Yeah. It would have been yeah. less one of those attractive things. No, they would have basically said we're not playing any T20s. So they would have played like the under-18s or the under-21s um, in, in T20 format. At the Olympics? Not have taken this. <laughs> yeah. So which... Yeah. So there's still a there's still a black hole there or, or a little little bit of space for another format. 
what other format could have potentially jumped in? Because I, I still think like one day cricket would be dying and there would have been something with the ICC, ICC to, to do um, to fix it. They may have done more variations to ODI cricket. They were already experimenting with a lot of variations back then. Like the whole 15 over power play got replaced by yeah. 10 overs and then the batting power play and then the bowling team's power and play. And the second ball. The second the ball. Second new so, ball. Yeah, no reverse swings. Um, there was something else. The man- there was something else as well. Uh, super sub. They introduced the super, super sub super as well sub. at some yeah. stages. They dropped that as well. That was, yeah. that was confusing. Yeah. The, the implementation was very confusing. Yeah. Um, so, so what? What it sounds just kept like trying to experiment with the ODI, like on this is the only format or, we can or, really play with. Or who knows the the format of ODI cricket that Sachin was a big fan of the uh, an ODI that's played over two innings, twenty five overs each may have picked up. They would yep. have experimented with something like that because I think everybody saw the writing on the wall. ODI cricket wasn't going to be around for a long time, but. If the BCCI had lost interest in T20 cricket, then the world starts to lose interest in T20 cricket or the world is forced into losing interest in T20 cricket. Do you think there's a scenario where the 100 could have replaced T20 cricket? Um, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because I think 100, a lot of people still don't understand how 100 actually works. Like a lot of players sign up for it and then they sign out of it. I mean, you know what? No, sorry, we're not playing. Um, but yeah, potentially. The thing I actually don't know how the hundred works. Yeah, there you go. Thank how you. Does the hundred work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the thing is, any change in world cricket has to be done by the big three. You know, Australia, India, yeah. or England. Anyone else doing it? Who cares? Like I remember, there Easy. was this thing back in New Zealand where you got eight runs off a ball or something. Super Smash, yeah, or Super whatever Smash. It was called. Sachin played Martin it. Martin Crow's format. Yeah. 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 Cricket Max. Uh, something like that. But that never took off because it happened in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> that was their thing as well. Um, but because BCCI saw the... More than BCCI, I think it was Lalit Modi who saw there is a, there is a potential business there model. There is potential, yeah. You know, yeah. I can get... And that's where money actually started coming into the Indian cricket. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been just status quo. Yeah. So we're saying the world, the world cricket, really, the takeover happened because Pakistan let India win the T Twenty World Cup in two thousand seven. They made a sacrifice for the betterment of the game throughout the world. So we, what we need to do is <laughs> congratulate Pakistan for saving your cricket. <laughs> Maybe we need to congratulate ICC for brokering a deal between India and Pakistan to play that final. <laughs> <laughs> and and you'd have to think about, uh, you know, if if T- T20 cricket doesn't exist, the women's sport probably doesn't get the push that it needs and the growth it needs through T20 cricket. Yeah. And yeah. so there's actually a lot connected to it, right? Like the T20, if India, if BCCI go out and just kill T20 cricket, the IPL doesn't happen. And the IPL was a big, big, fa- big factor to it being a, becoming a global brand, T20 becoming a global kind of mm. um, approach to it. It, you know, has a, it has a lot of knock-on effects. It probably impacts global women's, the women's game globally has, you know, where in 2020, we had 90,000 people 
watch the women's T20 World Cup final played at the MCG, mm. which was historic. It's mm. such a huge, huge audience. And, you know, that's 13 years down from this win. Mm. And that shows that progress. And that final was uh, Australia versus India mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at it. If IPL didn't happen, PSL, BBL, you know, the South African League, the, the Caribbean League. The, and, the Caribbean Premier League, yeah. Oh, and now the American, or the, ma- American. As they call it, the Major League Cricket. Major League Cricket, Major MLC League Cricket, will have started. Yeah. And when I say Caribbean League, I mean the Caribbean League where the owner didn't get arrested. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the second Caribbean League, not the first one. Um, they, that won't have started. I mean, it's given livelihood to so many people across the globe. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Bangladesh, Bangladeshi players, like West Indian players. West Indian like players, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gave cricket there a bit. If yeah. anything, if anything, the, the likes of Jofra Archer would have moved on to basketball or something had T20 cricket not existed because in the West Indies, there's simply not enough money for them. So the guy left Barbados for England to pursue cricket because he could see a future wherein there is enough money thanks to franchise cricket. Yeah, and boom, injuries yeah, yeah. had a different idea. So I think a lot, lot goes to that 2007 World Cup victory for India. And you're right, Pakistan need to be congratulated for actually making it happen for us. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, then the flow on. Obviously, we know the T20 cricket has had such a big influence on cricket as the entire sport because really, it's different sports, but even Test cricket and you know, Brendan McCullum was a great exponent of T20 cricket. And then he brought that flowing into test cricket as well. And now we have uh, Basball in test cricket. Would we have had that? Would we have got test cricket in which you open the paddock and just go after it? There's two things to McCullum. One is, yes, the innings he played at the beginning of the IPL, 158 of 220 or whatever they scored against uh, RCB, again RCB. Um, that won't have happened. Number one. Number two, McCullum played the way he played because he gave a wicketkeeping. So there's a what if to that McCullum thing as well. What if he was the wicketkeeper? Had he been able to actually prolong his career or play the way he played? Because he he gave up keeping in test cricket. You know, so uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been a different thing. But you're right. McCullum was... A huge impact on the T20 game as such. Even the 2015 World Cup, it was supposed to be a 50-over World Cup, but the way he played, except for that final in MCG, um, like against England in Wellington, the game was pretty much done, dusted in 7-8 overs, chasing 120. It's all down to T20, the way he played. So we wouldn't have had baseball, it sounds like. No, we we wouldn't have had baseball. Well, I mean, and baseball has existed. It's just been given a name now, you know. <laughs> no, it yeah, name, but yeah. I, what like if I think the previous iterations of baseball were more aligned to uh, a player, very specific maybe? scenarios. Yeah, a player yeah. Um, teams where they are imbalanced, where you have a particular batting lineup, for instance. Yeah. Like that, it's not. I think now as a strategy, um, it can be incorporated by most teams. In fact, I think there's nothing stopping any team attempting the baseball method in the modern era. You just have to jiggle your lineup a little bit to to incorporate those kinds of players. Um, and 
it certainly it changes the it changes the the patina of test cricket. Unless okay. unless your team is full of over thirties and your muscles reflexes yeah. have slowed down a yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only thing I can think of exception to baseball. Or or if you're Rohit Sharma and over the age of twenty five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, you're right. I think it's more a team approach versus someone like Virender Seva scoring three hundred in one day of uh, Test cricket. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's a very singular approach, and you know, and you had Hayden and Sewag doing stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, India yeah. was India but, in a, in a Test match was four hundred ten for no loss against Pakistan. You know, uh, I think Dravid was opening with him, if I remember correctly, in in a Test, and <laughs> and so Dravid and baseball cannot be associated. <laughs> but but that's how you know flat the, it, the track it was, was. The balance the yeah yin, the yin and the yang yeah. yeah this has been a really really good look into the what if and like that scenario if pakistan had won we're basically saying if pakistan had won the t20 2007 world cup that world cricket as we know it would be over and everything would be worse. So we're we're very thankful that India won that World Cup final <laughs> for the for the betterment of cricket and for the existence of T20 and all the things it brought to women's cricket and the global sport and to the to the minor nations that now contribute so heavily to T20 cricket. Thank you, Shivank, Kevin, and Sid for joining. Uh, if you want to get sports nerdy with the team or if you have ideas for the next what if please reach out uh, on Facebook Instagram or Twitter at the Backpass Pod we'll be next we'll be back next week with some more ideas to talk about some more things some more what ifs uh, with more sports analysis and banter right here on the Backpass Pod